Welcome back to another episode of Her Daily Drive, a podcast series designed to inspire women to find their daily drive in Jesus. Hear a range of testimonies and conversations with women of all ages about their journey, the struggles and the triumphs. I'm your host, Sarah, and I hope today's episode encourages you. Let's get started. today we're going to play a little matchbox trivia called the great debate no we will not be debating personally because i value us both coming out of this one in one piece but we'll be hearing your opinion on a range of crazy subject topics here we go every house should have an exercise bike to generate its own energy i think that sounds great that way you'd get fit and we'd solve the world's problems with energy and global warming all political speeches should rhyme i think that'd be great because only people who really felt that their political speech was important would go to all the trouble of making it rhyme no two houses next to each other should be the same color fabulous so that makes you think when you're going home you think which one's my house because they're all different colors Before we get started today, can you share a little bit of your testimony with us? I'm a baby boomer. I'm in my early 60s. I was born as a middle child, a second girl, and then a third child came along, which was a boy. And I used to always say to my parents that uh, mum loved my brother and my dad loved my sister and the dog and the cat loved me. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm telling you this because I think being a middle child affected my personality so that I was always a striver. Probably what you'd say a type A personality. I was sort of highly competitive, so whatever my older sister could do I wanted to do better so I think that shaped me and my future I came from a very loving home my parents absolutely loved me I mean I couldn't whinge that I wasn't loved if I knew that I that 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 wasn't the truth but I was always a striver I always had great plans I always had an aim I was always highly focused and I worked hard but had a lot of fun so I had school I was sort of school captain I was a queen's guide you said to me before that you did the deadly five subjects that's right, the suicide five suicide subjects, five. they called them. That's right. They still call them that today. Yeah. Yes, there was only five girls in my class. I went to Toowoomba State High. When I went to university, I was amazed that boys actually studied and worked. I thought that only girls did that because <laughs> boys naturally seemed to get there without any work. Anyhow, yes, so I did medicine. I was really fortunate that I happened to go to university when university was free. I had to work. My parents paid. For, we lived in Toowoomba, so I studied in Brisbane, so my parents had to pay all my board and lodging and my food. But if I wanted any money to have fun or my clothes I had to work for that so I worked as a waitress and assistant nurse's aide which is sort of doing the all the mundane jobs in nursing homes babysat to earn money and I mean that was still a lot of fun and we had a great we had great time at university but I worked hard and I studied hard yep became a doctor the year I was born everybody went to Sunday school and your parents would drop you off at Sunday school but throughout my life I always felt the Holy Spirit nudged me and kept nudging me and so when I was 21 at uni I was baptized and ever since then the whole Holy Spirit's kept nudging me, keeps chasing me, it's not going to let me go. So as I've grown older and have done Bible study, I'm getting closer to God. Hopefully that will continue. What topic are you going to share with us today? Infertility. And why is this an important topic for us to address and talk about in today's society? Because it's fairly much a taboo subject and 10% of all women will experience infertility. So a lot of people suffer from it and men suffer from it as well. And it also 
is a very sad experience that a lot of women go through. They say when on the stress level it's up there with getting divorced and having a death in the family, but a lot of people aren't educated about that. And also people don't know how to approach a friend who's suffering or a family member who's suffering from infertility. So I think it's important so that everyone can be educated so women who are and men who are suffering from it can get far more support. Leslie, what's your experience with experiencing infertility? A very sad season in my life. I just didn't really understand why it was happening to me. And even now, I still don't really understand why it happened. I just felt that people didn't understand. People would ask how I was. I'd just say, oh, I'm fine. But really, I wasn't fine. So a lot of times I was masking my true feelings. And other people would be quite hurtful and and say, well, you you shouldn't just expect to have children. That shouldn't be an expectation expectation you have and I found it very difficult I think because of my personality and also people expected me to always be very much number one priority about my career but really the great sadness was that I wanted really to be a mother to more than one child and then coping with that guilt that I've got one child I should be really happy some people don't have any children so all of that sort of turmoil the feeling of sadness where you'd be with friends who are all celebrating their many children's birthdays and you know just those reminders all the time that you I had one precious darling rather than more that I would have liked and just even the experience of IVF is difficult and you know uncomfortable and expensive and very uh, you know like you're on an emotional roller coaster Does God have a perspective on this topic of infertility? I think that's a great question because I think God has a great sense of humour because I couldn't believe when you learn about Sarah and how she got pregnant when she was 85. I thought, oh my gosh, dear God, don't let that happen to me. I don't think it will. Um, (laughs) The last experience I had with IVF, I had a great prayerful support and I had one friend in particular who would always pray for me and I mean I prayed so many times to get pregnant and this particular time in IVF I changed from the Gold Coast and went to Brisbane to have this lot. I was in those delightful horrible gowns that always open up the back and I remember getting down in the little dressing room just before you'd hop on the theatre table and I got down on my knees and prayed Lord please let this work and I just felt this like there was a beam of light that shone down over me and I just was filled with this incredible feeling of peace and I just felt that God had really heard what I had asked for and when that IVF cycle didn't work I just had a feeling of acceptance I still felt incredibly sad but I had a feeling of acceptance that I wasn't to go on that that was God's will and even though I couldn't understand it I just thought this is it that answer to that prayer wasn't the answer I would have liked, but I thought it was God's will. Are there any Bible verses or inspiring stories that really got you through that time? All of those very comforting ones, you know, come to me all who are weary and burdened. The Bible verse that really stuck out to me was one from Proverbs, which is trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, because I was always trying to lean on my own understanding. And the other thing too is studying Revelation. And I always thought that when I get there, I'm going to say, hey God, what's, what's the story behind all this? I know that studying Revelation says that in heaven, 
woman close to God, there's going to be no tears, no sadness. So I'm not going to remember that I had this. So it's all going to be fantastic. I also firmly believe that when I was sad, God was sad with me, that I had his being there, his support, and that peace which passes all understanding of God, my heart, and that I still feel sad, but I just have that peace. Before we finish today, do you have any final words of encouragement for listeners that may be going through the same thing? Absolutely. I think I could have done my sad journey better. I think I beat myself up and I felt guilty that I wasn't being more joyful for my friends who were having babies. And now I actually think I wished I'd realised that that was a normal emotion rather than feeling guilty about it. I think I was too much of a good mask wearer. And I think now looking back, maybe I've just matured more, I think I would have let my mask down and be more honest so my encouragement would be to be kinder to yourself to reach out more to be more honest with others and that way people can help you and also find a christian friend or a christian group or a small group that can support you thanks for joining us today thank you until next time i hope you have a wonderful week 